Hi, and welcome to Wealthy Woman Lawyer Podcast. I'm your host, Davina Frederick, founder and CEO of Wealthy Woman Lawyer. Wealthy Woman Lawyer is a company that helps women law firm owners scale their law firm businesses from six to seven figures in gross annual revenue. We do that by sharing with you our nine-step framework for creating a profitable, sustainable, wealth-generating law firm business, and by guiding you through the process every step of the way. Learn more by visiting www.wealthywomanlawyer.com, by following us on Instagram at Wealthy Woman Lawyer, or by joining our free Facebook group. Today, I want to introduce our sponsor, Noble Marketing. Over the last four years, Noble Marketing has tracked more than 250 law firms and discovered 60 to 80% of new client calls were generated through Google My Business and Google Ads. Basically, you need to be on Google and Noble Marketing can help. I recommend them because they have an incredible guarantee. Your campaign will be profitable in three months or less, or they will work for free for an additional three months. If they fail after a total of six months, they'll refund your entire investment, including ad spend. If you use more qualified leads, I encourage you to reach out to Ronnie Beaver at noblemarketing.co. Mention you heard about them here on the Wealth Room Lawyer Podcast, and Noble Marketing will waive your setup fee instantly saving you up to $2,500 or more. And now, on with our show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Wealthy Woman Lawyer Podcast. I'm your host, Davina Frederick, and I'm so glad you're here with me today because today I am going to bust some myths. These are seven law firm growth myths that just drive me, drive me nuts. So today, I am going to share with you these myths, these beliefs that I hear people have, and I'm going to bust these myths for you. So get, get a pen and paper, get ready to write this down or listen up and see if this resonates with you. Myth number one is you must conform to other people's idea of being a lawyer. I, when I started out in my career, I have had so many, uh, in my case, all men say things to me about how I wanted to run my law firm business, telling me that it would not work, that it was not a good idea. And I want to tell you that I have had not one, but two law firms that I have created and run my way and they work just fine. So number one, you must confirm to other people's idea of being a lawyer. I had, um, a, um, man say to me that when I, when I opened my second law firm in 2011, it was a virtual law firm. And I had a man say to me, another lawyer colleague, that um, my clients would not like that, that the virtual would not work. He had a hidden agenda. His agenda leads me to myth number two. Myth number two, his hidden agenda was he wanted me to rent office space in his building that he had a overhead on and he had this spare office space. And that's why he was telling me what he was telling me. So myth, myth number one, you must conform to other people's ideas of what it means to be a lawyer and how to run a law practice. No, you can't do it your way. You, uh, you are a smart, intelligent woman. And are there times that you may fail? Yes, you may fail along the way. As a matter of fact, if you have a long career as an entrepreneur, you're probably going to fail a lot. But that doesn't mean that your way does not work and it's not a good idea. So stick to your guns. Myth number two is you must rent an expensive office with a receptionist out front. 
someone said to me when I rented my first office space, it was just a one room office in a, in a historical landmark building. So it was not fancy. Um, it was just me in my office and that's where I met with clients. And at that time I did not have a receptionist and someone close to me said, who would want to hire an attorney with a shabby little law office? I would expect to see a very nice, expensive office with a receptionist out front. Myth busted. Many, 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 many lawyers start out in a small one-room office. Nowadays, we're living in a virtual world. There's a lot of them who are starting them at their dining room tables. One of my mentors, who was a very, very successful adoption law attorney, started her adoption law business at her dining room table probably 30 years ago with her new adopted baby on her lap while she was working. So do not buy into that. You can work from your laptop anywhere if you choose. People have been doing it. How do you think how do you think solos start out when they're bootstrapping and they don't have a lot of funding? They don't have venture capital, right? They have to start out um, the way they want to start out. And these days with virtual practice, more and more people are just opting out of the expensive office altogether. I have one client who has six attorneys, three staff people, uh, three paralegals, and one staff person, and they are all virtual and she makes multiple million dollars. So you don't need to rent an expensive office if that's not what you want to do. I have other clients who love having uh, an office that they go to and all their team is there. I have some who want to buy office buildings and they do. You remember, if we go back to number one, you do not have to conform to other people's ideas of being a lawyer, being a law firm owner. You can do it the way you want to. Myth number three, we're going to bust. You must work 100 hour weeks if you want to be a successful lawyer. I'm going to bust that myth for you right now and just tell you it's unreasonable and it is not sustainable. Yes, there are people who have worked as lawyers, working 100 hour weeks, billing uh, big at big law firms, billing, billing, billing. There are solos who probably put in 100 hour weeks along the way, but it is not necessary for you to put in 100 hour weeks. If you find yourself doing that, then you need to take a good hard look at your priorities and, and also at your systems, right? And you need to ask for help. You do not need to work 100 hours a week to grow a successful multi-million dollar law firm business. In fact, my new mantra now is the less I do, the more I make. I got that from a mentor of mine, Steve Gordon. Uh, the less I do, the more I make has become my new mantra. So you too can do the same thing. Number four, you must learn to set up your law firm's technology. You must love technology and be able to use all kinds of technology to be able to run your law firm. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to be sure that you knew about my new training. It's called Three Stages from Law Firm Solo to CEO, How to Get to Seven Figures Faster with my Million Dollar Plus Law Firm Growth Roadmap. In this brand new training I just created for those who determined that 2023 will be your best year ever in your law firm business. I will be sharing with you the three stages of law firm growth from ground zero to a million dollars plus so you can ascertain exactly where you fit in at this point. More importantly, I will tell you why that is so important to understand your starting point. And I'll share with you the roadmap I created to help get 
you from point A to point B faster and easier. This is a proven roadmap that I have been teaching and sharing with my clients for almost a decade now. So click on the link in the show notes to register and get immediate access to this powerful training. It's only 45 minutes and it's packed with valuable, transformative information. And now back to our show. I'm going to bust this myth. You do not need to be great at technology. I am not great at technology. Fortunately, I am married to someone who is really good at technology, managing technology and and setting up automation for me. And also I hire a lot of people to do different types of automation for me. You can hire people to work it work in areas that are your weakness. Technology is a weakness of mine. Automation is a weakness of mine. I don't have the patience to sit and try to figure out different automation tools. I do use automation all throughout my business. My clients use automation throughout their businesses, but they're not sitting there uh, doing Zapier and, and connecting all their different automation tools together. They hire people to help them do that. If you are a bit of a technophobe, and I know a lot of younger people really love technology, but they're limited. Even younger people are limited in their technology ability. They only know how to use their favorite things. Learning, uh, being able to, you know, create Instagram reels on your phone is one type of technology, but being able to set up an intake system with all your automation and tech tools is a different type of technology. And so you can hire people to help you do that. Number five, you must do your own billing and books. People stop it. If you're doing your own books, you hire a bookkeeper immediately. If you need a recommendation for one, reach out to me. I'll be happy to give you a couple of recommendations. You must realize that you are not the best person for every job in your business, even if you have the skill and ability. I actually worked, a lot of people don't know this about me, but when I was in college and undergrad studying and getting my journalism degree, I took a year off and I worked to make money to be able to help me to pay my way through college. I worked as a bookkeeper for a uh, industrial park company that had owned several industrial parks. And I managed the books for multiple industrial parks, you know, where they go in and people rent storage units. That's, we had to keep track of all of that. And I was the bookkeeper for this and they own multiple industrial parks with storage facilities. I hated bookkeeping. This was the thing that got me back into college because this was not my wheelhouse, but I did it. So I have the skills and ability to do bookkeeping, but is bookkeeping the best thing for me to do? Is that the highest and best use of my time in my business? Absolutely not. Let's talk about your billing. The thought that you must do your own billing. The reason you're doing your own billing, I'll bet you, is because you're not putting your time in contemporaneously. So you are sitting there once a month, once a, once, every, once a quarter, trying to remember and recreate all the things that you did throughout the month. And you're, by doing so, you're leaving money on the table. And it's the reason you can't outsource your billing to somebody else, because you have to go back and recreate it. You have all that information in your head instead of billing contemporaneously, tracking your time contemporaneously. Even if you charge flat rates, track your time contemporaneously to see where you may be leaving money on the table and let someone else get a part-time billing clerk, get your bookkeeper to to prepare pre-bills for you to review before they go out. You can cut your billing time down from several hours a month to one hour a month or even a half an hour for some people as your billing clerk gets trained. If you think people 
if you think partners in big law are sitting there printing out their own bills, you are mistaken. They have help to do their billing. Okay. Number six, myth number six, you must practice law to own a law firm. What? You must practice law to own a law firm? Myth busted. If you don't like to practice law, you can hire other attorneys and paralegals to do that part, and you can focus on running your own business. That's right. You do not have to go to court every day. You do not have to do the consultations for to sign up new clients. There are all kinds of things that you can excuse yourself from by hiring the right team and filling in for you. You have to be a lawyer in most states, although that is changing. I think Arizona is one of those states that changed, but you must be a lawyer to own a law firm in most states. I know that is the case in Florida, but you do not need to practice law to own a law firm. There are many, many, many lawyers out there who do not practice law on a daily basis. Um, And I won't name names here, but I could. Let me just tell you that. Number seven, myth number seven. This is my last myth for the day. You must give up practicing law to run a law firm business. All right. So there's a flip side to that. If you love to practice law, but you feel like you need to be spending all your time running the business and you never get to practice law, you can change that. Remember myth number one, you do not have to conform to other people's ideas. You can do it your way. Myth busted. You can pick and choose the exact cases you want to take if you own your own law firm business. And if you have it set up to run properly, you can still practice law if that's what you want to do. You don't have to stop practicing just to run the business. You get to choose. All right. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the seven law firm growth myths, um, the myths that people buy into who have a solo law firm and they're trying to grow it and scale it. These are kind of the myths that I find that hold people back from scaling is they hold on to these beliefs that no longer serve them. Instead of thinking to yourself, is this belief that I have serving me or is something else possible? If you want to discuss what else is possible for your law firm business, then I want you to go down to my website, www.wealthywomanlawyer.com. And I want you to click on one-on-one coaching, private coaching, and go to that page and schedule an appointment with me to talk about your law firm business and how we can begin to turn things around for you and really cut out those limiting beliefs and help to open up your eyes and your world to the possibility that you can run a multi-million dollar law firm business without working yourself to death in the process. All right. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, leave me a review. You know, I love those reviews. We like to read them. We like to make sure the algorithm is getting uh, this podcast out there so it can help more and more women law firm owners just like you grow and scale their law firm business. Thank you for being here and I'll see you soon. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the Wealthy Woman Lawyer podcast. If you have, we invite you to leave us a review on your preferred podcast platform. The more five-star reviews we have, the more women law firm owners will be able to positively impact. Your thoughts and opinions are so important to us. If you are a woman law firm owner who wants to scale your law firm to a million dollars or more in gross annual revenue and do it in a way that's sustainable and feels good to you, then we invite you to join us in the Wealthy Woman Lawyer League. 
The League is a community of highly intelligent, goal-oriented, and driven women law firm owners who are excited to support one another on their journeys to becoming wealthy women lawyers. We'll be sharing so much in the League in the coming year, including the exclusive million-dollar law firm framework that until now, I've only shared with my private one-to-one clients. For more information and to join us, go now to www.wealthywomanlawyer.com slash league. That's www.wealthywomanlawyer.com slash league. League is spelled L-E-A-G-U-E. We look forward to seeing you soon in the league.